welcome back to Conversations with Coco and Friends. I'm your host, Coco, aka Katrina Smart. Every episode, I'll be having real conversations with the people who inspire me. We go deep and we go there. And I've got my girls with me. This podcast is co-hosted by two of my friends who I happen to also work with. Cleo is a kick-ass producer and a problem solver. And Pilar is an insane director and social media manager. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we enjoy having them. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I met Jody years ago when I was throwing parties. I remember one time very vividly. We'd started this series of theme parties and Jody showed up with her sister, Kieran, and they were all dressed up in our theme. I remember being so impressed because your ideas don't always hit and people don't always embrace your creative thoughts, but they did and really put me at ease. I thought, these are some cool girls. Over the years, Jody has become a Toronto staple, fashion influencer, and also found herself at the center of a scandal with a Nigerian billionaire. Knowing Jody as a no bullshit to the point and actually hilarious woman, have you checked out her captions on Instagram? I really wanted to talk to her and not only get her side of the story, but to have a conversation with someone who doesn't serve lip service and say the quote unquote right things. We strive to be a podcast that has real conversations with real people. And trust me, Jody is about as real as you can get. I hope this episode serves as a reminder that there's always more than one side of a story and that being a woman living authentically in their truth isn't always in service to the patriarchy. I hope you enjoy. We want to talk about all your successes with Oil Tycoon and everything that you've got going on, Mm -hmm. but we also want to kind of bring it back for people who've never met you before and where it all started. I know you've had a website and blog for a really long time Yeah, for fashion inspired and it's lifestyle travel and food and it's amazing your sister does really cool recipes yeah she does and your fashion's just like always drill worthy and then your gram is always mm. like so clean <laughs> with the colors mm. the ocd <laughs> we love it mm. we love that's it that's why it takes me so long to right. post yeah, exactly <laughs> i love it but maybe we should just start with the scandal yeah maybe we should start with start new york with times it's, that's oh a, always a, always a good place i think that's what brought you to fame globally that's mm. how people would know who you are so how did that happen from your perspective? First of all, working in PR, knowing how hard it is to get into the New York Times. How did that happen? <laughs> so they actually reached out yeah. to me. And one of the writer who wrote it, his name's Dan. He kept messaging over and over. Wow. And Wait, like, how did he message you? On email. Okay. On, on email? Instagram. Okay. Like, okay. Like, everywhere. <laughs> and at that time, we weren't talking to anybody. We weren't really doing it. I think we had done a couple interviews to clear things up, but... Nothing like specifically with anyone in detail from our words. It was just from what people were collecting from like Nigerian media. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where you guys are from, but like, I know you're like half Jamaican. Yeah, so yeah. the media is controlled there, right? right yeah. If somebody has money, if they have wealth, you can literally write whatever you want about anybody. So that was our situation. My sister and me, like, well, my sister was dating that yeah. guy and... They had their own drama. My sister is kind of a player yeah. and they get very possessive <laughs> and she's very upfront about who she is. So he got mad and just basically caused all that drama, said we own some gossip blog and we like bully people and we were bullying his family wow. and we tried to blackmail him, which 
never happened because if we wanted to blackmail him, we'd do that sitting in Canada, not yeah, yeah. Not, there. not there, land there, and do that. He said we tried to kidnap him in his own country. This man rolls with security, Stop. and he was saying like, we Ow. tried to kidnap him. But that's just kind of what they do when a journalist <gasps> writes something about oh. them. They say, oh, they tried to blackmail me, and that works for them. Ooh. So all the stories coming out, they were coming up with all kinds of nonsense, saying we signed something. Me and my sister signed something saying that we slept with this many men and like they confused the number from like 274 people petitioning against us oh, it, on the website to like 200 people we slept with. Oh, like what kind of... <laughs> like you signed a document and you're like, this is how many people we have smashed signed here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, obviously it wasn't true, but whatever he was saying, they were putting mm-hmm. out. So... The only stories that were out was from this pesty reporter that was here. She was the one who was really drilling it, like harassing my parents. She found out where they lived. Oh, no. It was like going to their place, asking them questions. Oh, wow. And luckily, we weren't in jail like they were saying. So I was calling my parents, telling them, don't listen to anything anybody says for the next few days until we're home. So we just were avoiding media because of that bad experience. But eventually, you and know. And you were we, still in Nigeria at this time? No, and we were back in Canada. Okay. When all these stories kept continuing over and over. And we were offline for like a few months. So then it got worse after that, though. I don't know if most people know this, but like we were on the Interpol list. Oh. for So the year after, my sister went to Italy, to Venice. And we're thinking everything's over. We just want our life back to normal. And she actually got arrested in Venice because we had a bench warrant in Nigeria. Oh. So they kind of filed it. So they held her at the airport took her into a women's detention center for one month. And oh, I had to month. fight it a from, month? for a month. And I had to fight it from here because whether it's true or not, yeah. they basically got orders from Nigerian Interpol that mm-hmm. this person's a wanted person. So it's up to us to, to prove fight that it. You're not. So that is like the most difficult thing to do. And it took me like six months to get it dropped. And I didn't use a lawyer or anything. But that's why I did the New York Times because having a reporter on that level, calling them like, hi, what's going on? Like, how are you involved in like a personal vendetta? So it was kind of embarrassing on Interpol because nobody knew. I've only seen it in like Bond movies. (laughs) And I'm thinking, how the hell did we end up on this list? And it was just a mess. So we ended up agreeing to do it after that. And it did help me a lot with getting everything cleared up and just making everyone realize like how stupid it really was. You know, like it wasn't real. You can do whatever. But people here don't understand that. Yeah. If you're not from that type of country, you don't understand. They're like, if you're innocent, why don't you go back there and fight it in court? No, that's not how innocence works. Like The judge took a bribe. He literally took cash from us and let us go. The officers dropped us at the airport because we gave them money. But like people here are just like, oh, I don't honestly, that guy who started all this, that Nigerian guy, Mm -hmm. he basically has a title but he wasn't giving the officers cash. So Christmas time came around. They just want the cash. Oh, so yeah. we gave them the cash and we got the hell out of there. <laughs> and we got home like January 2nd. But it seemed like we were there in jail for months just because we didn't post. But that's perception. Uh, you know, mm. people just think, oh, they're offline. They must be in jail. Right. Not on the ground. You're in jail. <laughs> <laughs> the clear answer here. <laughs> they don't know any better. So, I mean, I get it. If I didn't go there, I don't think I would understand. Yeah. Because I don't go to, my parents are from India. So, I mean, I don't go there much, but they tell me stories like that all the time, and like watching the movies, and that's just how it is. So. Right. It's, yeah, different yeah. different legal system. So, yeah. we ended up yeah. doing the New York Times. He flew here from New York, came to Toronto. We went to dinner. We took him everywhere. We went to, like, Soto, Share Club, and he came over to our place, and he was just, like, asking us questions, but... He was comfortable to talk to, so it was easy to get our story out with him. Right. And I feel like he did an okay job. Like, some parts, it was kind of like he made us sound like bimbos. <laughs> yeah, they take, like, they take, like, creative liberties with how the communication goes. And that's what's hard when you're dealing with yeah, media. Yeah, but it was fine because I was just like, honestly, can he do a worse job than what's already out there? Right. Like, no, Trump. not really. Right. So <laughs> the bar is on fine the floor. With me. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So it was fine with me. How has it been since, like, obviously now this is post, you know, several years. So how's, how have things been since then for you guys? I feel like, like everyone says, like, no publicity is bad. Publicity <laughs> and that's facts, like, yeah. for sure. Just in terms of even privately, I feel like, even though it seemed like a scandal and people had a lot of stuff to say, 
it's like behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. many girls message me, like Indian girls, especially like, I don't know how you went through that. And like with our parents and like families, mm-hmm. the community and blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you deal with them? And I'm just like, I don't like I don't deal with them. If anyone has anything to say or they have a problem with it, that's their problem. Like, I really don't care. So there's nothing I could do. Like, it's something that happened. It was in the media. Yeah. My parents obviously know mm-hmm. the real side of the story. But that's why we're going to do like a tell all in a few years. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I don't address anything really until then. Right. People can just, that's my thing. Like, you can buy the information and then read what you want. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I feel like for people who aren't familiar with you or your story, mm-hmm. can you give us like a little summary of the scandal? I think that's all it was. It was me and my sister have been going to Nigeria for a long time, since like 2008. I was dating, um, he's an oil and gas billionaire. So he's an oil tycoon. Yeah. And he ended up taking us to Nigeria. He has his own planes and flew me down there. And we actually met through someone my sister met in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And we used to live with our parents and we were on like a curfew. So she couldn't really go on any dates. And he's like, if I want to see you, I'm going to have to get you out of here. <laughs> so he, he made a plan. I was dating this Indian guy at the time, and he had just cheated on me. So like normally, I would have been like, oh, no, I'm going to stay home. But my sister was like, we're going on vacation. We're going to Atlanta. I'm like, cool. So I ended up going. And then they hooked me up with this guy. But I didn't know he was a billionaire. Like when you look at him, he's very simple. He doesn't wear jewelry. He's not flashy. He doesn't brag. He's He plays polo. So he's like, He's like skinny. <laughs> he just, he just didn't look like, you know, he's who he is. And I didn't know anything about Nigeria mm. back then. So I was kind of like, he's, he seems kind of boring because he was quiet and he's more like a businessman. Um, He was just so persistent for a few months. So we ended up leaving Atlanta. I never even went to dinner with him alone. It was just like group things all the time. And after a couple months... He made like a fake Facebook page to keep in touch with me. Because <laughs> I wouldn't give him my True Nigerian number. uncle fashion. <laughs> he made like a fake page and all you could see is just his polo, like his picture playing polo. And he, um, we kept in touch and then he was like, you, you need to come to Nigeria. And I was like, cool. So we did our visas, ended up going and we started dating so quickly. Like then it was every two weeks. He was like, I want to see you again. I, I need to see you again. So yeah, we ended up traveling everywhere. So we started going, me and my sister started going there often. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like dating him. His family is really popular. And it's like everyone kind of knows I have a sister. So all the all his friends who are in the same field, they're kind of like, oh, you have a sister. Now <laughs> my sister one. doesn't want to pick just one. She's like, <laughs> I want to date whoever I want to talk to. And that's how the situation happens. Mm. So, got it, got it. Like I was saying, Nigerian guys are kind of possessive. So if you date their friend or they hear stories, you know, between each other and they love to gossip like a little (laughs) more than normal men. So it's like bragging, like I'm dating this girl. I did this for her. I gave her this. I sent her on a trip here. So that's how it came out. Mm. And it kind of started that drama. But we were just there for the holidays that this happened in 2016, the Mm. scandal. So we were just there for Christmas and we're sleeping because our schedule there is like Christmas time is really fun. So it's like all parties Mm. and events. So we were sleeping. I think it's like 5 p.m. We woke up and we hear a knock on the door. It's just these men coming into our room. Oh, no. They're not wearing uniforms. So we're thinking, what the hell is going on? And they basically told us you have to come down to the police station. So we're thinking, what is this about? Like, and they wouldn't say anything. Mm -mm. And they ended up saying it's about some gossip website, blah, blah, blah. So we thought we're just going to go answer some because they were accusing everyone of this site, not just Mm. us, like every single person there. So we just thought we'll come back. They can ask us what they want to ask us, and we'll come back in an hour, and yeah, that never happened. They took us from one station to the other. They actually put us in a jail cell for one night for, like, eight hours, and we were, like, crying, like, terrified. Like, once they lock us in there, they're not going to let us out. that's so scary. So it was one night, and then after that, they were just trying to, like, get us to sign things and basically just, like, embarrass us. That's what that guy wanted to do, just make us apologize to him and to feel like, oh, whatever. However you want to feel, yeah. But... Yeah, that's that's just what it was. Long story oh, wow. short. <laughs> oh wow! Now we needed that. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, has it changed how you like your outlook on dating or? No, no. we still keep in touch with all the same people. Oh. I mean, things happen like that there all the time, so right. they're kind of just like just stay away from there for a little while, mm-hmm. and you come back in mm-hmm. a few years. But we're kind of like they keep saying come back, but I would never. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because that guy is a Scorpio and he's. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all. He's really petty. He can hold a grudge. And I would never take that chance because being somewhere else is like any other country. It's like, fine, we travel. We're normal. We don't think about that. Forget it ever happened. Mm. But like going anywhere... Like going to Nigeria again, obviously, is like tempting him to do something. So I wouldn't even yeah, try. Of course. But we still keep in touch with the same people, still date the same people. And it's fine, but it's just we can't go there anymore. <laughs> and and it, there is there's a quote online that says you've given up dating billionaires. Is that true? No. <laughs> Sweetie, no. Fake news. Don't, don't believe anything you read. Ladies and Where was that written? Nigerian <laughs> media. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Uh, direct quote from Nigeria. <laughs> so now you have my favorite quote that you sent me was that you went from dating oil tycoons to being an oil tycoon. Yes. Mm, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Uh, when did you decide to start Oil Tycoon? Oil Tycoon, tycoon is your hair care um, mm-hmm. company. Can you explain what Oil Tycoon is better than I can? Yeah. And um, when did you decide to make this transition? So it's just, um, so basically Oil Tycoon is just beauty. Different, any product, any body or skincare or hair care product that has oil in it. So I kind of just, I had really short hair, 2016. I had a bob Mm -hmm. and I changed my hair a lot and I started wearing extensions for a really long time. I started like wearing them for a few months, taking them out. And then my hair was just growing slowly and Basically, my mom had a hair oil recipe, so I just kind of use it in my hair all the time. My whole life, I've been using it, and it's just Indian hair oiling is a big thing in India, obviously. I mean, they make a lot of different ones, but so my hair was growing really quickly, and people just started asking, like, what are you using? What do you put in your hair? It's so thick. It's so healthy. So I knew I wanted to kind of bottle it up and sell it. I just couldn't think of a name. So it was 2019, end of 2019, and I thought of, like, the most generic names. Like, one was, like, Mantra, and I'm like, there's like a million other things out there <laughs> yeah, that are yeah. kind of like Indian hair yeah, oils. And yeah. that sounds like a yoga thing. And I'm like, that's not for me. So I kind of just waited. Like I had it ready, had the bottle, had everything. I just didn't have a name. So I don't remember. I wish I remembered how I thought of right, it. Yeah. But I just remember thinking, oh, my God, Oil Tycoon should be the name. And I asked my sister and she was like, that's that's it. Like, yeah. you have to do it. I literally made the website and overnight, like did everything in one night. And it was just like, you know, when you find something that's like the name is important to me, if I don't like it, I wouldn't be as interested in it. Then I found the oil barrel thing. So amazing. <laughs> so good. It's and the I best like, packaging ever. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. And that's just my style, like kind of just rubbing it in people's faces. Yeah, and yeah. I just loved it. So that's how it started. <laughs> Own it, baby. I love it. We live for that. What's the process been like as, a, you know, an entrepreneur, like creating this for you? Can you talk about that a little bit? So I feel like. I've never had, well, I haven't had a full-time job or like a career in years. And I'm comfortable with saying like, I've always had a man take care of me for the longest time. I think it's part of our culture because I'm Indian. It's kind of like you're trained to date up or date someone who has more money than you or can take care of you. So that's kind of what I've done. So when I started this, I didn't realize that I have so much like, I have, I'm a control freak. So I want to be a part of everything. Mm -hmm. So when I started working on it, we had like, I had different people working for me in LA and I was just up at all hours. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I was even like that or had it in me because I'm kind of (laughs) lazy. I sleep. I've always picked like, if it's like a trip coming up, I'll pick that over like staying focused and working, which which is why everything I do is kind of delayed. So I kind of just go for the fun thing. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm just like so passionate about it. So you can see the difference. Like my family can see the difference in me. Like they're like, okay, that's all you work on or no matter what, I'll do it right away. Things that have to do with Oil Tycoon, because if I leave it, I'll end up delaying it like I do everything else. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know that about myself until now. Oh, I love that. Have you you loved the experience of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, for sure. I do. It's really satisfying. I think it's nice to have something that's your own that you're passionate about. And I don't think I ever had that before. Like I've had the blog and stuff. It's all been fun. Yeah. But this is different. And obviously. Obviously, like it's something that makes money, so it's even better. <laughs> we love that. All of that. Tell us about your sister and her role with the brand. She kind of just everyone thinks it's our brand, so we kind of just do everything together. Yeah. It's my brand, but she helps oh, okay, me with okay. everything. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was a collab. Yeah, no, it's just years. it's mine. Like it's mine and my mom's thing, basically, because oh. it's my mom's recipe. So. Yeah. I get her to consult on everything. So we have like a bunch of new products coming up and I want her to be involved. But yeah, my sister, she kind of just does everything, but for free. <laughs> <laughs> we love That's family. That's just how we are with everything. Yeah. Like I'm working on 
the BBL guide. She's working on it with me, helping me write it. And like, cause I kind of do the point forms and she's a really good writer. So she helps me do all the things mm. I'm not good at. We're like the perfect team. Speaking of the BBL guide, what <laughs> is the BBL guide? <laughs> so I recently had a BBL, which is a Brazilian butt lift. And it's just a guide of how to do that. It's my second round. So I've done one in 2015. At that time, I wish I had something yeah. like my guide mm-hmm. because nobody tells you what you're in for. Mm-hmm. Nobody tells you like how uncomfortable it is, what you have to do to take care of it, how to maintain it, like what it feels like. It's just so many things. I just went in blind. Mm-hmm. So I had found a doctor, did my consult, booked it really quickly. Did you do it back here? then, 2015? Yeah, in Toronto, in, in Toronto, both okay. times and. It's like when you go home, you just feel like you got hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. And for a few days, like day one to three, you're just in really uncomfortable. And if somebody had told me that, you kind of prepare for it. Like, you know, okay, this many days I'm going to feel like shit. But then day three is like the worst. You're really uncomfortable because if you're, I was a back sleeper. So I had to start sleeping on my stomach and it's just a lot of info. And I feel like girls lie about plastic <laughs> surgery, obviously. 100%. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> There's a lot of girls, they're just not comfortable. And I get it because, I mean, I posted a video and the amount of people that were just going crazy in my comments, mm-hmm. just for no reason. Like, if you don't like it, you don't. I'm not forcing you to do mm-hmm. it. But I can understand why girls don't want to talk about it. But it's also not fair to pretend to be working out and oh selling yes. flat tummy tea. Preach, honey. Yeah. Mm, that, that is the <laughs> so, worst. I don't like that. And I feel like I just don't know how to lie. I'm like a horrible liar. So if somebody asks me, I'll just directly say, yes, I've had a BBL. Like somebody asked me at the gym once, oh my God, like, is that your natural body? And I'm just like, no, I had a BBL. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm working out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just, it's normal. We all want to look youthful. I feel like the point of plastic surgery is you're chasing youth. Chasing in the sense that you can't ever be as youthful as you were, but you can achieve that. But people just go overboard with surgery. And so my guide is more to get like a natural look, not completely natural where you look like you've had nothing done, Mm -hmm. but just like a healthy version where you don't look overdone. Mm -hmm. Even with like, I think I'll eventually do one for fillers and Mm -hmm. anything I try, try to keep it natural. Like I'm 37, so I don't want to be doing it over and just looking crazy. And I feel like girls that are younger than me look older now Mm -hmm. because they just start so early. And I guess it's the thing now, but yeah, I started doing fillers like 2000, I think like 11 or 12, but I know girls who are like in their twenties getting in, Mm -hmm. they just look a lot older. It's true. It does yeah. the reverse mm-hmm. effect. You're, it does. It makes you look wider yeah. and puffy mm-hmm. yeah. and swollen. That's what it does <laughs> yeah. when you do too much. And some girls go like every few weeks. What? Yeah, weeks? every Wild. few weeks because they like that swollen look. Well, it seems like a lot and very expensive. <laughs> yeah. I know a girl like messages me about a BBL as she had one and she ended up going to Miami and doing it. She's going to hate that I'm using her as an example, but whatever. She... Went to Miami, got a BBL, and ended up rushing off to Nigeria three weeks after her surgery. You cannot sit on a plane. You cannot, like, you shouldn't be traveling. You shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be sitting. Like, you shouldn't be doing any of that stuff. So she went, and now she's lost her her booty and, like, her hips a little bit because your body reabsorbs the fat. Okay. If you don't take care of it. Like, if you don't stay off of it, basically. So now she's planning round two. It hasn't even been... A month and a half yet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Not to give away all your secrets, can you give us like three tips, your three top tips on Mm, that? Yes. Okay, first one definitely, I feel like don't be flashy Mm -hmm. with your doctor. Like don't go in there with your designer bag and with your car keys because they'll rip you off. Coming with your coins. You know I'm saving. what? They are sizing you up. They're gonna do oh. there isn't there's not like a set price list. It's not like getting a mani pedi where they have like a set price. <laughs> and they're like, here, this is how much your BBL is gonna cost. They're kind of looking at you. And I'm not saying all doctors do this, but I know doctors who do this. And it's like if you just go in and you're talking about, oh, I just got back from Dubai. I just came <laughs> back from here. He's just hearing, okay, you have money, you can spend it. And it's wow. you, they know you'll pay whatever to get the body you want. So that would be the first one. Second one, I would say definitely like take your time. Don't rush to travel. Don't rush to show off your body. Don't rush to like do all those things because you need at least, I would say like six months to just 
take it easy. If you mm-hmm. need to travel or something, you have to be careful. So I've written tips of how to travel or how to be careful. And because I did travel, but I was two and a half months post-op. So I was laying on my stomach the whole flight. And anytime I would go to dinner, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was laying down. So I was sitting with my pillow, um, take off and landing. And the minute I was ready, I was like, okay, can you put my seat down? And I was just laying flat. But if you can't fly business or you need to be careful, you can't fly yeah. sitting mm-hmm. on a pillow. Not worth it. Yeah. If you get your body done, you shouldn't even be flying economy. If you're going to see some guy, he should fly you. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Because <laughs> all that trouble and stress you're going through, like, for sure, you want to take it easy. Yeah. There's just so many things in there that I wish somebody told me before I did mine. And it's just helpful to anyone trying to do it. Even if you just want to, if you're curious about yeah. it. And then it has my doctor's info as well anyone who wants it and if you're here I hope you're getting kicked back I had a meeting with him last week so we're working on something Good. when yeah. does it launch I, it's actually out right now what so I'm mean? sending the e-version out but I'm doing a printed version so I, that'll be done in like a few days Amazing. I think it's, it's more like a workbook so you can like decide which um what you like what you prefer you can write your measurements you can make your notes in there you can kind of there's like checklists and things to do the night before surgery the day of surgery recovery stages like everything that you can kind of work on and then if you have your notes or wish picks which people usually Mm -hmm. have a picture of what they want you can just take the guide into see your doctor you know and have something with you instead of just saying hey i want to look curvy which is the worst thing you could do Mm -hmm. just saying i want to look curvy or i want a big butt there's more to it than that. It's about contouring. So you have to explain exactly what you want. And I guess there's certain doctors that are better than others that can yeah, do it for sure. and not do it. There's lots of doctors, I feel like, who can build a booty. But you need someone who contours because you don't want to just have a big butt and then your waist is still bigger. No shape. No shape. And you don't have like, you know, they have to contour you. So they have to plan out how much fat they can get, where they can put it. Mm-hmm. Then you can either do your hips or your laterals. So I did my hips, but my sister did laterals. And like, what's a lateral? Lateral is like a higher hip. So, you know, those bartender girls who have like the hips that come out like from higher. That's what laterals are. So if you don't tell your doctor that and you call them hips, they're going to be lower. It's like a more natural look. Saddle bag more versus like up here. Yeah, like hips are more natural. So like it it goes with your natural body where hips would normally start, which is right here. Mm -hmm. So laterals are kind of they start here mm-hmm. and it's like a rounded so it just has like specifics that i never knew yeah. we will link it in our show notes guys yeah. <laughs> this is it <laughs> we're gonna give you the direct link for this yeah. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. With significant cost reductions around the world, so we see a lot of people traveling for their surgeries. Turkey, the DR, Colombia. How do you feel about the recent trend of plastic surgery tourism? Um, I mean, to each their own. I'm too scared to yeah. leave Canada to get surgery. I think it's just, I've always been scared of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, I was seeing someone and he was telling me, go get it done in Dominican because I wanted a round two. And I ended up going through with a video consultation and everything with with the doctor in DR. And I was just like, no, like it just didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. And then if anything happens, I don't know if people know that. If anything happens while you're in DR, you get an infection, you get mm-hmm. like necrosis which is your body rejecting the fat or anything when you come back here most doctors won't touch you because it's a liability issue so they'll tell you you need to go back to dr like imagine oh my coming home and then having to fly back then there's like you have to get insurance you have to do all these things and then there's lots of horror stories where those doctors like overworked so they book like nine girls a day and it's kind of in my guide as well and they book like a lot of girls a day or they have interns working on the girls. So like if I can't guarantee 
Yeah. No, this is <laughs> very can, valuable insight. It is. It is. If you if I can't guarantee that, hey, this is the doctor I'm, that's working on me, like it's just it your makes physician, me MD, medical yeah. doctor. Yeah. Not the intern. I mean, so are no. the, the interns are kind of going for that. No. So they're the girls. Just, this is not a practice place. But you know yeah, what? I'm not your guinea you, you get what you pay for. So yes. If Jesus. you're like, if you're paying here, you're paying like say eighteen thousand dollars. It's gonna cost Canadian. If you go there, it's probably like four or five. It's a huge mm-hmm. difference. Obviously, you have to pay for a flight and recovery house and all that. Even recovery houses. I don't know if you've heard, but like girls will go. Some girl messaged me and told me she went to Colombia or Dominican. I'm not sure. She was staying at a recovery house there a couple of days early to cash with her to pay her doctor, which they prefer. And they, their recovery house got robbed. And it's like an inside no, job. No, no, it's great. They're it's crazy. An inside inside job. Job. I had a, it's internal. I have a girlfriend who went yeah. to Dominican and they, um, she said the, that they were, because all the women are in the same room, kind of like dorm style. Yeah. She tried to get a more private one. Mm-hmm. And three of the women started physically fight, like li- kicking the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, in the dorm. Yeah, like yeah. fully <laughs> whooping each other's asses. Like <laughs> barely move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh no. This was like one of the. They said it was one of the girls. She thinks it's one of the girls' boyfriends who did it, which is mm-hmm. a normal thing. Even my doctor told me about it. Like, don't go there, and he's always against it because he said all the girls who go there come back and ask me to do a revision to fix it. Yeah, like a couple months later. So I've always been just kind of nervous. And like Turkey, I don't know. A lot of people go there, and that's fine. But like, I just think their work is not that great. Depends on the look you're going for. But yeah. I feel like I've seen girls do boob jobs and stuff and they just kind of start sagging and then they don't do like a good BBL. It shrinks right away. So that means they're not doing something correctly or they don't understand oh. the language. Something. There's something. True. <laughs> True. Having that language I barrier think, would be. Yeah. I think American doctors do the best job, mm-hmm. like in terms of they take they could take a little more fat than here, I think. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to travel, I would say go to the States and it's safer. Right. I want to circle back and ask you a question about dating. So I feel like we talked a little bit about it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I appreciate that you're open and honest about wanting, you know, dating up and the cultural piece and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. what's your best dating advice? <laughs> like, let's hit it. We oh talk about God. dating lots on this podcast because it's yeah. a pain point. So. Mm, dating advice. Uh, this is always tricky because it's like, are you dating to date or dating like for marriage? Because those are two different things. And Ooh. I'm not dating for marriage. So well, I feel let's like, hit it with both. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it's like my parents have been married like 40 years. And that's just not what I want. So it's not like I've been through anything. There's no trauma. There's no <laughs> daddy issues. There's no, oh my God, like I've been hurt so much in my life. Like, no, I've actually been the one doing the hurting. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is only, kind of refreshing. It's very refreshing. I think the last guy I dated, um, that Indian guy I was dating mm-hmm. before I leveled up to a billionaire, it was like funny because I always see those memes like girls will upgrade to like a guy with a jet. And that actually happened yeah. to me. And it's, I wasn't looking for it. I feel like if you're dating for that, mm-hmm. which I get, that's like the most questions I get asked about. It's like how to date a rich guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's about a BBL. Those are like the top two. And then it's just like general advice. But I feel like if you're looking for that lifestyle, you have to know what you want. You have to like oh, understand yeah. the guy, the level he's on. So it's just like really confusing. It's kind of, I have to go into detail about it in the book, Ooh. but it's hard to kind of explain. Unless well, I mean, you... just general. It doesn't even have to be about billionaire dating. Like, yeah. You know, do you have, <laughs> it could be just anything that you have that you're like, hey, this applies like across the board. So I don't FaceTime ever. If you want to talk to me, you need to fly me down. Like, I'm not going to waste my time on the phone with you. Because if things don't work out, (laughs) my time is more valuable. So don't waste my time calling me. Don't call me after the club. Don't call me in the day. And just, you know, guys just want to sit and chat. And I feel like lots of girls do that. They just spend so much time with a guy and waste it on them. And then you find out he's dating someone else or like he's in a relationship already or things don't go anywhere. And I feel like People just spend so much time on the phone and then you make yourself mad for no reason. So I just don't FaceTime at all. You set your FaceTime truly is a gateway. If we're dating and we're seeing each other regularly, then fine, we can FaceTime. But even that is with limits. But because then guys just guys are lazy and they won't go the extra mile to like take the initiative, especially guys like here and North American American guys. They just want to waste your time. That's just what it is. (laughs) 
How do you set those boundaries? How do you set those boundaries? I'm pretty blunt, so I'm comfortable just saying it. But if you're shy and like you don't know how to say it, it's it's difficult. Like I understand. Yeah, Mm -hmm. probably just not for you. (laughs) I think think what's what's great about you is that you're open, honest, and real, Mm -hmm. and that takes an inner strength that a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't have. Yes. So if you're going to like play this game or be part of this world, you you have a way of. Uh, working your emotions that it's not an emotional journey for you where yeah. you're like he won't call me back yeah like, you're not you're like fuck him if he doesn't call me back and it's a very different way of being yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you have you to know? be a game player and i feel like either you have it or you don't well, it's yes. hard yes. to train yourself to do that and even uh, oh you're being open and honest of saying that you have to be a game player like these are things that people do like they don't say yeah right? yeah yeah and so they'll be like oh no i don't play games and it's like oh i don't <laughs> oh play. i do yes. <laughs> but I feel like i just happened across this super rich person and we're dating and i don't do anything <laughs> yeah no, no. It's, 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 you have to play the games and you i appreciate to. you being real about that because not many people are yeah and i think guys have been given the freedom to like move in such a way that they can be players or not be players they can be open about being players mm-hmm. or they can be players on the side and quiet about it and there's all this language around it for men yeah but when it comes to women like when you're honest and open about about not wanting to settle down yeah and wanting to have fun and wanting to travel the world it's a bad it becomes thing. problematic yeah and, it, and there's all these words around women like that mm-hmm. but it's not there's none for men it's just like yeah. oh he's just being a guy yeah. guys, I guys. Think it's not even like oh i don't want to get married i don't want a relationship it's just i haven't had one here in so long mm-hmm. it's been long distance for a very long time so it's just something i got used to mm-hmm. i've never lived with a guy here mm-hmm. so it's kind of like difficult to like add that into my life it. now no i'm not looking yeah. for it i think it would be hard for me to live with a guy like very hard first of all i can't cook so <laughs> my sister does all my cooking we live together mm-hmm. and we're kind of just dependent on each other so you know you just get comfortable with that yeah and yeah and i feel like the confidence to like say what we want it comes from definitely our indian upbringing i feel like growing up they just our parents i don't know if it's our parents or indian parents but i feel like they just tell you all day long you're beautiful you're so smart. Oh. You're so lucky. Oh, you have everything going for you. So when you have somebody telling you that all the time, yeah. <laughs> what anybody else says, it doesn't get to you because you're like, okay, this is from like when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like we just say what we want. So my sister is the same, but she's more of like a player, but she's not open like you were saying. So I'm very blunt. So I'm different from her in the sense that she is one, but she won't directly say it to you. Like mm-hmm. she'll play her games and do her thing. She's extremely good at it, but mm-hmm. she doesn't ever say mm-hmm. it. So she just seems like the shy, quiet one, but she's not. She's <laughs> way more dangerous than I am. <laughs> well, you, you touched on the immigrant um, piece. Has this affected, I know that immigrant parents have this kind of like overarching often um, expectations of you as a child or or what you're going to be. Did you feel that? And then did you feel any kind of like backlash from the family? Definitely. My parents, obviously, they want us to get married and have kids and marry an Indian guy, which I don't see happening. But (laughs) if it did happen, that would be great. I love Indian movies and everything, but... <laughs> I don't see. I don't Love see. You're hilarious. I oh like the culture. We have a full Bollywood love, wedding. Oh my god! I would love to date an Indian guy. We speak the same language. Yeah. We, you know, have kids. We can teach a language too. But it's just, I haven't dated an Indian guy since that one, like in 2007. So. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, and most of them are intimidated. If you date black guys, they kind of look at you different. When you're an Indian girl and you mm-hmm. date black guys, they're kind of like, oh, like, you're a hoe, you're this, <laughs> you're that, you know? So that's just how they are. But in terms of family, like, we are we don't really see them often. We kind of just lost touch. It's nothing okay. happened or anything. It's just they're very different. Right. And when we were younger, it was always, like, they were calling my parents like oh your kids dress like this oh your kids do this oh your kids do this it's kind of like okay i don't want to deal with you Mm -hmm. so i mean i've told indian girls that they're just like how do you deal with it and i've said it before like i don't deal with it if i don't want someone in my life i don't care if you're blood like you don't need Mm -hmm. to be in my life you don't need to torture yourself like that i feel like people do that a lot like keep people in their lives just because they're family Mm -hmm. and they're like super jealous and bitter and they don't want anything good for you so what's the point So my parents are still cool with, obviously, their family. We just don't go to the functions. We don't see them. They might ask my parents, how are your kids doing, and vice versa. But, yeah, that's just how it is. Thriving, (laughs) as a matter of fact. (laughs) We love your wardrobe, and you show it all over the gram. What is your fave piece in your closet? Like, what's something you can't live without? Um, 
I was obsessed with clear shoes, obviously, for like a long time. I'm like over that now. This is the last pair I'm ever oh. going to buy. <laughs> we love them though. They just, I feel like they're just over, but I like showing off my feet and they're always done. So I used to love those. I think this would be my favorite. I bought it years ago and I was going to get a small Birkin instead and it was sold out. Like the one I wanted. So I ended up, somebody told me get this and I feel like I'm so glad I got this instead. Because this isn't video. What is this? Oh, sorry. It's a- <laughs> It's a Epsom Hermes Kelly, 25 centimeter. It's so small. Yeah, it's like I feel like I just size. wear it all the time. Yeah, it's cute. I feel like anything else is just seasonal, and I want to redo my wardrobe now with the new body and all. So I just want to change everything. I'm more of a tomboy though. Like I'm usually wearing track suits mm-hmm. in the day or like two piece things. So that's my thing. How does it feel to be in a new body? Oh my god, it's just like a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. So because of setting up Oil Tycoon and just COVID and everything. I feel like I've been eating horrible. I gained so much weight and I'm doing before and after pictures so you can really see the difference because I feel like my body's kind of an illusion. And I think I was telling you this at the party we went to, like it, I showed you the before yeah. and it's like, nobody knows that I was under all those clothes because it's like, because I have skinny arms, you yeah. can't really tell, but I gained so much weight and I was just starting to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. going out and just like wearing tight clothes and be sitting like this everywhere. Yeah. And that happens. So the minute I found time i did it the worst thing i did though was get surgery in the summer Mm. oh my god like wearing that compression garment and foams and everything inside you have to wear it like 24 hours a day you could take it off for like an hour to shower how long do you wear these they say you wear it for a few weeks but i'm still wearing mine at home like i wear it 12 hours a day now but some girls stop after like a few weeks some stop after a few months it's up to your doctor but i'm kind of just overdoing it because I like how it looks when I take it off so it just really like sucks you in gets rid of like the bloating the inflammation you get and like even if you're eating anything like bad like you just kind of just stay slim I think also probably don't have as much room if it's so tight. Like That's it's like why. when you're wearing spanks. So yeah, I'm like, I got five bites in me. I'm like, it's like a corset. So it's like you're hooked in there. I'm on the third hook. I'm wearing like my foams and stuff, and it just keeps you really tight. And so yeah, that's that's important to do, and I'm doing mine still. In in today's world of like feminism and understanding like where we are as women and our strength and power, where would you put yourself in in that? Um, when it comes to like advocating for women to be strong and independent, mm-hmm. um, do you believe that your I- ideologies help push women forward because you're opinionated, confident, and have your own thoughts? Or do you think that, that you don't care about it at all? I think definitely, I think owning it is part of that. And that's really important because I feel like lots of girls lots of girls go through things that are public they might not be public but i feel like they let it defeat them Mm -hmm. and they become like scarred by it and they carry that anger and like Mm -hmm. those issues into other relationships and stuff not just with dating just in general like they're just mad at the world sometimes and i feel like that's important the only thing that's not i i would say it's against feminism is like dating a wealthy guy or something which women would be like oh no like you should be independent blah 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 but i feel like if that's what you want and you say it directly and you're not like trying to look for that in private and in public you're like yes independence like that's what i don't like i'm just honest about what i want and if that's what you want that's okay like everyone sings about it these days we just started this a couple years like years before but like now it's becoming more popular with women singing about stuff like this or rapping about it and just Mm -hmm. saying straight up that they want a guy who has this this and this before they talk to him and I feel like that's totally fine. I think it's tied up in the idea, which is really great, that the, that feminism is based on the women's right to choose. Yeah. Yes. To make mm-hmm. your own decisions, regardless yeah. of, of what those might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. That's why it was so important for us to talk to you. Because yeah. I think you're right. That a lot of people will put up a package of how it should look, mm-hmm. but in their mind or in their private life, live a completely different life. Yeah. And I don't. I think we need to put a voice to all different lifestyles and ideologies so that people can find their own path. Yes. Yeah. I get surprised sometimes. Like, the like say a girl will DM me, but it's always in private because they want to ask mm-hmm. these questions. Mm-hmm. But in public, it's like their page is all about 
I'm like working on this. It's all about work and how independent mm-hmm. they are and how like they don't need a man for anything. But in private, they're kind of like, hey, can you give me tips on how to get a guy like this? Hey, can you? And that's always so funny. And I always just screenshot it. Not like I want to expose them, yeah. but just like I feel <laughs> like it's a... <laughs> which I, she has receipts. <laughs> I always have receipts. If I need to, I will use them. But I just like, like them for reference. So when we are writing the next book, it's kind of like, it's good yeah. to use examples and stuff. Yeah, for sure. 100%. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And how does Jody self care? How, <laughs> how do you self care? Oh my God, it's hair oil every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, we were talking about COVID hair loss before you came. And I had COVID like yeah. a couple months ago. And two, three months later, you start losing your hair. So my hair is falling out like crazy. And because it's so long, like it's like 40 something inches now. Oh my when God. it comes out, it looks like this much hair. Oh because no. it's coming from the root. I just had like a brainwave. Remember I was saying during COVID? <gasps> I was like, oh my God, your I'm hair. losing so much hair. I'm like molting. Listen. But I had COVID no. like oh a my year God. ago. That's it. about it. It happened we a forgot. few months later. Oh my God. Yeah. No, and she really was. Like, like literally, she's like, what's going like, on? I had so much hair, so I was just like, yes. whatever. But then I was like, no, guys. I was like, it's like after having a baby, you lose, yeah. you start to lose hair. Basically, I remember because you cut gets, a big chunk of it too. Yeah, oh. it just gets caught basically, like it gets caught here. Yeah. So when you comb it, it just feels like it's coming yes. out from, yeah, that's COVID hair loss. So nobody huh. talks about this. I guess it's not a severe enough symptom for or people to live. So yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it happens so far after that it doesn't even yeah. occur yeah. to you that, like, right. oh, it was it could from have been COVID. COVID. I was yeah. asking my mom, like, I'm losing my hair and I don't know what's going on. And she was like, it's COVID. And I was like, no. That was like months Moms ago. Know. Yeah. Moms know the answer. Moms know. She knows my hair. So it's yeah. like, so I've just been hair oiling nonstop. Just hoping to repair whatever's left. Right. <laughs> and how do you, for people that don't know, how do you hair oil? What is that? So action? Indian hair oiling is like obviously huge in India. Mm-hmm. And when you grow up, it's like basically your mom will sit you down on the ground and mm-hmm. she'll sit on like the sofa, mm-hmm. and pour hair oil in her hand, rub it together, warm it up, and she'll massage it into your scalp. Like mm-hmm. a little, little rough, like kind mm-hmm. of rubbing into the scalp, but not so much where it's damaging it. And so it's kind of like the same thing. This is bottled hair oil. So you pour it into your hand. I just rub it together and I just massage it into everywhere I can, especially the fronts, the edges, mm-hmm. everywhere, the bottom. I just soak it in oil, then braid my hair and just tie it into a bun because it just keeps it mm-hmm. secure. And yeah, so that's like my thing. I do it all the time. And at first I thought it was my bun that was causing my hair loss because mm-hmm. my hair is always mm-hmm. like tight and I just like the look. And I was like, oh, my God, I started leaving it open. But I'm so glad it wasn't that because yeah. that would have been horrible. <laughs> and then do you want, like, do you keep it in for a certain amount of time? I leave it in for, like, three, four days. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I'll wash it, like, day five. Okay. But if depends on your hair type. Right. If you have, like, one to three, you can wash it out. Even if you want to just use it, if you have fine hair, mm-hmm. if you want to just use it for 30 minutes and wash it out, mm-hmm. that's totally okay. fine. Mm-hmm. And if you have, like, four a, B, C hair types, mm-hmm. you could just leave it in because your hair will just absorb it. Right. And you have wash days less often. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can just leave it in. Keep adding more. There's mm-hmm. no harm. Mm-hmm. It's yes. all natural. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So it's great. It's good for treatment. And like it helps hair fall out. It helps just hair health. Mm-hmm. It helps everything. I know girls who were saying they're getting their texture back. Like if they dye their hair too much. Um, and it's like blonde. And their curls will mm-hmm. start coming back. It's just really helpful. I can't live without it. And finally, what is happiness to you? Um, that's a tough one. I think, oh my God. <laughs> I've never had a loss for words. <laughs> what is Try happiness come on to me? Um, I think, I feel like that's how I feel now. Like this moment in my life, mm-hmm. I feel like everything is just coming together. Mm-hmm. And without like trying, without forcing it, it's just like a feeling. Right. And everything, nothing bothers me. Usually I'm like, there's drama or like little things going on. I feel like everything right now is just going good. Like everything's coming together. The guide is coming together. Like work-wise especially, it makes me, it makes me happy yeah. for sure. And I just got a puppy. <laughs> I've never had one before. Uh-huh. It's a toy poodle. So and I feel like, oh my God, I'm like obsessed with him. Yeah, so I think so that's smart. a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm always in a happy mood when I wake up. Usually I'm kind of cranky in the morning. And I feel like now that I have someone to take care of, it's like the, the nicest feeling. 
Love that. <laughs> so amazing. He's so cute, but so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, they're so smart poodles. You yeah. have to be careful. They're like outsmart you. He's calling him Lucifer. Like with a F U R at the end. Lucifer. <laughs> You're starting a dog line for sure. Oh, I see yeah, it. That's, that's oh my God. It's perfect for him because <laughs> on so brand. much trouble. And the minute we like walk away, like me or my sister, we walk away from him. It's like these puppy dog eyes. He's just mm-hmm. so smart. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. He's trying to. <laughs> well played, Lucifer. Yeah. So well, where? Yeah, can you? We'll do the where. Yeah. Where can people find you and your guides and your resources? Um, Let them know. So my Instagram is at Joti Mathru. It's J Y O T I M A T H A R O O. And everything's in my bio. Um, Oil Tycoon is called Oil Tycoon Beauty on Instagram. The website's oiltycoonbeauty.com. And then the BBL guide is on the sisters.com. And that's Amazing. in the bio as well, just in case like it's confusing yeah. to spell the last name. <laughs> just go to the bio. Yeah. Post. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for yeah, having This was you. amazing. A delight. Yeah. Exactly what we needed today. We can't wait to read your books. So oh, get yeah. her going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pose, you know what to do. Rate this podcast five stars on Apple and don't forget to follow us on Spotify. You can continue keeping up with our adventure on the gram at Coco and Co. That's C-O-W-E. Now go tell your friends about it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.